Welcome to the Truth For Today podcast with your host, Joseph Franta, international minister, speaker, and Bible school instructor. Stay tuned for today's episode. Welcome again to Truth For Today. I'm Joseph Franta of Joseph Franta Ministries, and we're going through the book of Colossians. Uh, we're touching on different topics as we go. Some of them are, most of them are pertaining to the book, but not all. But I'm, I'm going to go back to this prayer in Colossians chapter 1, because I think it's very important that you get this prayer and that you understand that it's a powerful prayer that the Holy Spirit gave to Paul to write in this book for all believers to pray so that they can be filled with the knowledge of God's will. So picking up here in Colossians chapter 1, verse 9, For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord to please him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all power. How do we get strengthened with all power? Let's read on. Strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience, joyously giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light, strengthened with all power, according to his glorious might. Let's find out in Ephesians 3 what that is referring to. In Ephesians chapter 3, Paul is also praying a very powerful prayer, uh, writing to the Ephesian church, church of, at Ephesus, and actually it was a circular letter, and he prays this, Ephesians 3, 14. For this reason, and you can follow in your Bibles if you have it. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power. There it is again. To be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner man. So God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, lives in the inner man of each and every believer. The Bible says we are a temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells or lives within us. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in the inner man so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith. This is a powerful, supernatural manifestation of Christ in our lives, so that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith. And you may be thinking, how could Christ live in me? You know why? Because you're the righteousness of God. He took away your sin, your shame, your guilt. He removed them as far as the east is from the west. He canceled out, having canceled out the certificate of debt 
consisting of decrees against us and which was hostile to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. We'll get into that. That's in Colossians chapter 2. You know, you have to understand and accept that when you receive Jesus, all your sins were washed away forever, buried in the deepest sea, never to be recovered, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. This is a marvel. This is a wonder that Christ can dwell in our heart through faith, simple, childlike faith in God and his word, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love. Of course, if Christ is living in your heart, you certainly would be rooted and grounded in love. He is the person of love. God is love. And that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints or set-apart ones what is the breadth and length and height and depth. So it's the third dimension, so to speak, or fourth dimension, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ. It is the fourth dimension because it's supernatural. The third dimension is, is still in the natural realm, but the fourth dimension is in the supernatural realm. To know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge. You know, this is the age of information, knowledge, you know, science. And, you know, there's a lot of good things there. However, when he says, so that Christ, who is, we're all, he's a, the treasure, he's, he's a, a vault, so to speak, of all wisdom and knowledge are in Christ. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith and that you being rooted and grounded in love. God's love, the God kind of love, not sensual love, agape love, the God kind of love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints, all the set-apart ones, what is the breadth and length and height and depth. In other words, that you might experience the supernatural love of God, the fourth dimension. And to know the love of Christ, oh, to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up. Oh, there's that word filled up again, those, those two words, filled up. That you might be filled with the knowledge of his will, that you may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Oh, let's read this again. And to know the love of Christ, which surpasses knowledge, that you, that's right, you and me, may be filled up to all the fullness of God. Hey, listen. This is uh, totally amazing that we can be filled up to all the fullness of God. Now, that's not religion. Religion says, no, you have to suffer. You know, suffer for Christ. Suffer with this. Suffer with that. You know, God's going to, you know, God's causing, uh, you know, you to have a car wreck or, you know, causing you to break your, all that nonsense. It's nonsense. It's nonsense. No temptation 
test of trial has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tested beyond what you are able, but with the temptation, test of trial, will strengthen you and enable you to find a way of escape. God doesn't send the trials, but God sends you the strength to endure them and overcome them and win through them. No temptation has overtaken you, but such is common to God. And God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide a means of escape also that you may be able to endure it. What's the means of escape? Prayer, praise, faith. Don't panic. Trust Jesus. You know, we all go through a lot of things, and some things we understand and some things we don't. It's okay. God understands everything. And in the, in the midst of all this, circumstances, situations that we have to face, these challenges in life, we can be filled with all the fullness of God. His life, His love, His power, His grace, His truth. God's got the answer for you. The answer is in the Word of God. You have to search it out, seek it out, but you know what? Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and everyone who seeks finds, and everyone who knocks, it shall be opened. These are powerful promises that God gives us in the Word. That you might be filled, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly Another translation says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above or beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. What do you think the power that works within us is? It's not a thing. It's a person. His name is the Holy Spirit. According to the power that works within us, that is the indwelling Holy Spirit. The power of God. The wisdom of God the nature of God. For the love of God has been poured out in our hearts through what? Through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The Holy Spirit knows everything there is about God because He is God. He's God the Spirit. And He will reveal to you what you need to know, when you need to know it, so that you'll be fully equipped to face any challenge that is ever placed before you in this life. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not as a result of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. There's good works prepared beforehand for your life, my life, and you know what? You can walk in them. I've been walking in them for decades. It just keeps it getting better and better. The path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until the full day. What's the full day? The full day that Christ appears. That's the full day. He's the fullness of everything. 
It just gets better and better with Christ. Even though it's dark in the world, you know what? We don't have to live there in that darkness. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in the darkness, but shall have the light of life. The Bible says the word of God is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. He's given us the word that's a lamp and a light to shine through this darkness. And you know what? When you, If you walk into a dark room and you turn on the light, guess what? What happens to the darkness? It dispels the darkness. And the light of God's word entering into your heart will dispel the darkness in your life, the depression, feelings of whatever, rejection, loss, inferiority. It'll dispel all of it. It'll be gone, and you'll see yourself in Christ, an overcomer, more than a conqueror, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power. When you know that the Father loves you, that the Son has redeemed you, and that the Holy Spirit resides within you, you can face anything triumphantly and victoriously in this life. Every day is a victory when you're walking in the Word and in the Spirit. I get so happy even teaching these things. Now to him who is able, you ought to say, if you're listening to this, you ought to say, he's able. He's able. God is able. That's something you should confess. God is able. I don't know how it could happen, but God is able. I don't know. Uh, I'm not uh, that strong in myself, but God is able. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, that word Christ in the Greek means anointed, chosen. I can do all things through Christ and his anointing in me. The one who says he abides in him ought himself to walk in the same manner as he walked, in victory, in life, in faith. As he is, 1 John 4, 17, as he is, so also are we in this world. What does that mean? It means that Jesus is our Savior, our Lord, our Redeemer, our big brother. We're in the family of God. We're sons of the living God. We're heirs of God. The Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Do you ever hear this? I hope you hear this in your church sometimes. You're an heir of God. In Him we have an inheritance. We're an heir of God and a joint heir with Jesus Christ. In him are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge in Christ. 
in him are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. That's why it says, grow, increase in the knowledge of God and in the grace of God. Why? Because as you grow up in knowledge, you'll walk as he walked. It says we're to grow up in all aspects into him. Who is the head, even Christ? In other words, of course, he's God. We're not God, obviously. We're redeemed men. However, we are children of God. We are sons of God. We have the spirit of the living God on the inside of us. We have the life of God on the inside of us. Peter says we have the divine nature, that we are partakers of the divine nature. We're not just on barely get along street, you know, living in Grumble Alley, just barely making it in life. No, we are who he says we are. He's in us. We're in him. I don't know how many times it says in the Bible, in him, in whom, through whom, by whom, for whom, for whom. But it was, you need to write down all those places in the Bible, in the epistles, in Paul's epistles, where it says, in him, in whom, through whom. Because that's your true identity in Jesus Christ. You know, people are looking for identity today. I'm, I'm serious. They're really looking and searching for an identity. And they're, they try to find it in this and that, you know, something they're involved with or whatever, whatever they do. They try to find identity. But, you know, your true identity is in your creator, Jesus Christ. That's who you really are. A son, a child of the living God. If you've accepted Christ, to as many as received him, to them he gave the right or the power to become the children of God who are born not of blood, nor the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. Born of God. God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. God is a mighty God. He, he, does, he, he, he is so far above man. He's so far above the natural realm, this earth. He lives in glory. He lives in the heavenly realm where there is no sickness, death, disease, pain, poverty. There's no violence up there. Peace, serenity, harmony, goodness, grace, mercy, truth, integrity, honesty. He's a great God. It says, thus says the high and exalted one who inhabits eternity. Think about it for a minute. Inhabits eternity yeah, eternity past, eternity present, eternity future, eternity. He said, I'm the Alpha and the Omega. He was there when everything began on the earth. But he, let me tell you something. He was there before the foundation of the world. Even from eternity, I am he. Never had a beginning. Doesn't have an ending. 
but he's offered us eternal life, his very own life. He's offered us eternal life through accepting his son, Jesus Christ. And that eternal life comes into us in the person of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit begins to reveal to us the Father and the Son and the truth of God's word. He's the teacher. He's the instructor. He's the guide. All those who are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. He will lead you and guide you into all the truth about who God is, who you are in God if you're in Christ. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. The Bible says our life is hidden with Christ in God. I'm so glad today that my life is hidden in Christ in God, with God. My life is hidden with Christ in God. I'm not just, you know, some entity floating around uh, down here on my own. No. I'm joined with him. I'm united with him. The Bible says, for if we have been united with him in the likeness of his death, certainly we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that our body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. For he who has died is freed from sin. And just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too might walk in newness of life. Does that sound like, uh, you know, uh, dull, dreary, dead religion? No, that's life. Life everlasting. Jesus said, I came to give you life and to give it to you abundantly to the full till it overflows. He didn't come to start a religion. He really doesn't care if you have a theology degree or not. He wants to live in you and through you by the power of his Holy Spirit dwelling in and with you. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly or exceedingly abundantly beyond all that we could ask or think according to the power that works within us. What is that power? Holy Spirit power. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. Now let's go back to Colossians chapter 1. Are you happy yet? I hope you're happy. <laughs> Jesus will make you happy. The devil will make you sad. The world will make you flaky. And God will make you strong. immovable, steadfast, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Strengthened with all power, Colossians 1.11, strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for the attaining of all steadfastness and patience joyously, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. For he rescued us from the domain of darkness. 
the God of this world, has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so they do not see the light of the glory of the gospel of Jesus, of the gospel of Jesus Christ. For he rescued us from the, do, from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Which kingdom are you in? You're either in the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of light. You can't be, you're either in one or the other. You're either still serving Satan or you're in the kingdom of God serving God. For he delivered us or rescued us from the domain of darkness, the authority of darkness, and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption. We have it. We're not working for redemption, hoping that we'll be redeemed. No, in whom we have, in whom, there it is, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins, the forgiveness of sins. That in itself is huge. We don't have to carry around all that baggage of guilt and shame. Now, Christ, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Who is the image? It's Jesus. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. In other words, he, he was born of a virgin. He came on this earth. He died as our substitute, shed his blood to purge and cleanse our sins. He was buried. The Bible says he did go to hell. And on the third day, he rose again from the dead. and lives forevermore. Jesus. Through his death, burial, and resurrection, we've been given eternal life, new life, the gift of eternal life. We've been given the very life of Christ to live on the inside of us. to remain forever. Jesus said, I'll give you another helper. That is the spirit of truth. That he might remain with you forever. John 14, verse 16. Let's look at it one more time. I think I went over this the other day, or I don't know. I've been preaching in places, and so I don't know. Maybe it wasn't on a podcast, but anyways. This is, this is what Jesus gave us. You know, this is our part of our inheritance. Do you know the Holy Spirit is part of your inheritance? He's the down payment, the Bible says, of our inheritance. The Holy Spirit. Now, if the Holy Spirit is the down payment, the pledge of our inheritance, what must the inheritance be? If the Holy Spirit is the down payment or the pledge or the earnest, the earnest, you know, of our inheritance. Now, Christ says here, I will ask the Father, John 14, 16, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper 
or uh, in the Greek, it's parakletos. One called alongside to help. You don't have to go through this life alone anymore. Jesus has given you the parakletos, the Holy Spirit, one called alongside to help. Jesus referred to him as the helper, the comforter, the intercessor, the standby, the strengthener. Spirit of truth, spirit of faith, spirit of glory, spirit of grace. That is the spirit of truth. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper. Parakletos, one called alongside to help, or comforter, advocate, intercessor. He's your advocate before the Father. He's your intercessor, you know, taking the place of another. In other words, he's praying for you. That is the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he abides in you or lives in you because he abides with you and will be in you. But you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. Have you ever felt the presence of God? Where do you think that came from? The Holy Spirit. He carries the presence of God into your life. He carries you into the presence of God and keeps the presence of God on your life. Doesn't mean you can feel the tangible presence of God all the time, but it is there. There are times when you do, when you're in praise and worship, when you're doing your devotions, reading your Bible, you can feel the presence of God. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. How's he going to come to us or how did he come to us? In the person of the Holy Spirit. Spirit of life. Spirit of holiness. Spirit of truth. Spirit of glory. Spirit of grace. Spirit of faith. The Spirit of Christ. The Spirit of God. These are all titles of the Holy Spirit used in the New Testament. I'll give you one more and then we got to go. John 16, since we're here, John 16, 13. Jesus referring to the Holy Spirit. John 16, 13 through 16. Let's back up to verse 12. I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Why? Because they didn't have the Holy Spirit dwelling in them until Christ was raised from the dead and glorified. The Holy Spirit did not come. But when Christ rose from the dead and ascended to heaven and was glorified. Then on the day of Pentecost, he sent the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So he says here, I have many more things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now because you don't have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. You would not understand them. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. How valuable is that? For he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, whatever he hears from the Father, he will speak, and he will disclose to you what is to come. So he's listening to what the Father's saying, and then he's communicating it to every believer in the body of Christ who's open to receiving his voice and 
who understands the word of truth. He will glorify me, for he will take of mine my power, my glory, my wisdom, my knowledge and understanding, and will disclose it or transfer it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he takes of mine everything I have, everything I am, and will disclose it or reveal it to you. How important is the Holy Spirit? How important is the word of truth? We have, and there's so many verses that talk about the word of truth and then the spirit of truth. You have to have both, the word of truth and the spirit of truth, because they enhance one another. They work together. The spirit of truth opens up the word so that you can understand it by revelation. But the word of truth keeps you solid and established so that you won't go off on some tangent and get into error. This is a day of destiny for you and your life. I pray right now that the Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth, will come upon you in a mighty way. I pray the Spirit of grace will work in your life to the depths of your being. I pray that the Spirit of glory will open your eyes to see God's power and majesty that's available to you who are in Christ. May you have a blessed and prosperous day, and may God's presence be with you wherever you go. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen.